Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. Have you been looking for a place to network with other creative real estate investors and to learn from different creative real estate professionals? Well then, the Creative Real Estate Lunch Club is the place to be. They meet every single Thursday in Denver. This goes from noon to two. We'll leave the links down into today's show notes. So if this is your true passion, I'll see you there. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Adams, and through trial and error, ups and downs, I grew my meetup from six people on a snowy day to one of the most successful meetup groups in the world. This is Meetup Monday number five, the final episode of sharing a little bit of tips and strategies on how to network and start your own meetup group. I want to start this off by saying you don't build a business, you build the people, and then the people build the business. You guys know that when I started my first meetup group at the very first snowy day, there were five people there, and two of the people that were in there are now friends and business partners, and we're making a lot of money together. So this didn't start right away. I just continued to add value, add value, add value, and inspire others. And pretty soon, they asked, how can we work with you? That's going to happen to you guys when you have your own meetup groups, your own podcast, or if you're just going out there and starting off by adding value, you're going to get people to say, how can I work with you? I told you in the beginning, I've had ups and downs through this meetup group. It's not all been roses, and I've learned a lot. Since then, I've started several other meetup groups, and let me tell you a story about how one of them got started. Well, it's called Self-Directed Investors Network. I just call it SDI Network. So that happened actually at a mastermind group. So I'm here with some of the highest level uh, minds throughout all of Colorado, including a great friend, Charles Roberts, really, really good guy. Um, and he's the owner of Your Castle. He's got 700 agents underneath him. They're inspiring other agents. A lot of people want to work for him. He doesn't take on everybody. Uh, in addition, they are numbers driven. So they do a lot of data and a lot of people just look toward Your Castle uh, to see what they can be doing in their business. So it's a really, really good uh, mastermind group that I'm a part of. And while I was there, I was kind of off to the side, okay? I was off to the side and started to talk about people investing with their IRA. Not everybody knows that they can actually buy real estate with a 401k or an IRA. Not everybody knows that. And actually, there was three of us. And so there's about 12 people in the whole mastermind. There's three of us on the side having our own side conversation. And we actually get in trouble. We literally get yelled at by the other guys in there and says, nobody wants to know about self-directed investing. You know what that did to me? It inspired me. It made me realize that I can capitalize on something by going in and fulfilling a new niche. So I reach over to Vern Harris, who's actually with his IRA, he did, he put like two or three grand down is a wholesale and then he more, he more than he doubled his money, guys. So he t he took like two grand to five grand, and in one it was like two weeks, but in one single transaction he doubled his IRA just like that. A lot of people don't know that they can do things like that, and it started to inspire me. And I said, you know what? 
I love that not everybody likes this. That means I can look and see if there's, uh, if there's anything like this. I looked. There was nothing like this. I said to two of the, the two other guys that us three were talking about self-directed investing. I said, hey, guys, what if we started a group that was just about this? Would you guys go? They said, sure. So we decided to partner up with Chris Tanner, which you guys have heard uh, on the podcast. We've advertised this a couple of times. Uh, Vern and I partnered up with Chris Tanner, who's a very well-known person throughout Colorado as far as self-directed investing goes. So that's what we did. And we've got like 50 people every single meeting. It's ridiculous for self-directed investors. Probably nobody ever thought that it could happen. Here's a quick word from Joe Fairless from the best real estate investing advice ever show. Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. I've personally been to one of his meetups and Adam packed that house with over 80 investors at lunch and another 60 on the waiting list. Find out the exact six things he did to create one of the top meetups on the planet by texting the word meetup to 555-888. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of taking on somebody else's meetup group. When I got started into my first meetup group, Meetup HQ asks me, and they'll ask you as well, if you want to take over somebody else's group, who's kind of let it go? Now there's pros and cons to taking over somebody else's meetup group, and I'm not telling you to do it. Let me go over the pros and cons of why you'd want to start your own versus why you'd want to take over somebody else's. So uh, the pros are you have more access to a lot more people automatically through the meetup email. So in meetup, they allow you to to email all of the current members, which if you take over somebody else's group that already has hundreds of members, you've got an email list available to you right away. Pro number two is it can make you look more credible more quickly. So if you're starting a group and there's three people in your group, not very many people want to join a group that has three people. So if you go take over somebody else's group that already has 300 or 600 or whatever, now it's, it looks like a meetup group that's active and there's a lot of people that like it. So pro number two, you look more credible, more people will join. Number three is you may have a larger access to the people not in your circle. So what that means is if you're taking over somebody else's group, Who knows what the subject was? It could be anything. Now, this might allow you to bring new people into your own circle. On the cons, because there is cons, sometimes those groups that you may be able to take over are so old that not all of those emails are even being used anymore. I hope that makes sense. Sometimes you might take over somebody else's group that's been around for several years, and the people that started the meetup account, they may not even use those email addresses any longer. Number two con, the groups that fall apart and go less active, a lot of times those are the people that just stop coming or stop caring. And so it just might be dried up. Uh, Number three is many of the people that don't know you from Adam, (laughs) excuse the pun, many of the people that don't know you from Adam may just ignore you. So here's the thing. Now, let's just say I take over somebody else's group and they're used to having that old organizer. I guarantee you guys, if you took over my group, you wouldn't have the exact same response because I have relationships with these people. And that's the same thing. If you take over somebody else's group, they might not know you from Adam. They're just going to ignore the emails. There's, there's a very good chance. 
So whether or not you take over somebody else's group or not, Meetup lets you have three different Meetup groups for the same price. I don't remember what it costs because now I have seven Meetup groups. But in the very, very beginning, they'll allow you to have three Meetup groups. Okay, so whatever you pay, let's call it 60 for the year. That's not for just one meetup group. You actually have three. So there's a lot of ways that you can utilize these three different groups. You can take over somebody else's group that has, um, you know, 600 people or whatever. And that way you become the organizer for them and do the things that we were already talking about. Number two, you might be able to just start one meetup group in one geographical area, another one in a central area and another one in northern geographical area, okay? That way you have three different zip codes and you're more likely to be found. This allows you definitely to be able to split test. So if you already understand what split testing is, maybe you just get two different meetup groups or three different meetup groups and you call them three different things, keep them in the same zip code. And now you do three different meetings and you see, you know, you call them three different things, you call the meetings three different things, but it's all the exact same thing. So this way you have a lot more probability of different people finding you and then you slowly see which one got better results. Finally, before I let you go, I just wanted to kind of share a little bit of what my meetup groups are because all of this needs to be fulfilling a niche, right? So the reason I did the lunch club is one, I had kids actually, and it was, it's harder for me to get uh, to the later night things. Number two is because I needed to have something that would be more likely to capitalize on finding people that were more active real estate investors. And I knew at lunch for, it's basically, it's a two hour meeting in the middle of the day. It's very hard for most people to get out to these type of meetup groups. So if they're going to make it, there's a really good chance that they don't have a full-time job. And I thought that was beneficial because I wanted to be a leader amongst people that are actually doing uh, more and more deals. So that way I thought it would propel me a little bit faster. On these other meetup groups that I've organized, I want to share this with you because you're going to learn a ton. I promise you're going to learn a ton just by me telling you what these other groups are. So one of them is Denver Apartment Network. Uh, so I've partnered with a couple of really amazing people and we, we pull our resources together, both our network and our experience to come together to make the Denver apartment network be very, very active. So that group right now is actually the most uh, attended apartment network in the state, right? So I have a really great friend who has an apartment uh, investing network, Anthony Chara, and they do a great job and I recommend you go to his lunch club. Thing is, not everybody can get there at lunch and so my focus was to fulfill a niche, right? I have a lot of other friends that have apartment networking events in the evening and the truth is that they're not very active. They don't have enough people and I wouldn't have started my own if I could just go to those other apartment networks and, uh, and talk to other apartment investors. So I decided to partner up with a couple of people that would help me to get this from point A to point B very, very quickly. Uh, so far as we record this podcast, there's been three meetings and every meeting has uh, on average, we're about 60 people on average. All right, guys, it's time to wrap it up. So we are going to hear from our sponsor and then I'll give you the conclusion and we'll be done. Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. I've personally been to one of his meetups and Adam packed that house with over 80 investors at lunch 
and another 60 on the waiting list. Find out the exact six things he did to create one of the top meetups on the planet by texting the word meetup to 555-888. Text meetup to 555-888. Want daily interviews with real estate investors and none of the fluff? Go to bestevershow.com where Joe Fairless interviews daily real estate investors and entrepreneurs about their best advice ever. Go to bestevershow.com. Hey, it's DJ, and I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. We're glad you keep listening to each episode, and I want to ask you to please take a minute to give us a five-star review, and remember, we are not attorneys or CPAs. This is just the stuff you bring to your advisors. Obviously, there's pros and cons to taking over somebody else's meetup group. I'll tell you what, the Creative Lunch Club that's currently the most active meetup group in the entire state of Colorado, um, that group of mine is one of the only groups that I started from scratch. So I would recommend you start your own from scratch, but I think that there's a great opportunity if Meetup says, hey, this group is losing an organizer, would you like to take it over? If it was me, I'd probably take it over, and this is the strategy that I would do. I would email that email list over and over and over, telling them about the changes, telling about the events that you have coming up. I think there's a real good way to capitalize on it. But if I were you, I wouldn't necessarily just use that meetup as my own. Thanks for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. If you got value out of today's episode, we'd really appreciate it if you take the time to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, think outside the box.